tonight's episode of Board Chitless is sponsored by The Game Steward. The Game Steward is an online game store offering Kickstarter board games out of print and imported games at reasonable prices. It's time to play. Hey there, chitheads, and welcome back to another episode of Board Chitless. I'm Lecky, and this week I'm joined by... Sam and Tristan. And this week we've been playing Exit the Game, the Abandoned Cabin. The Abandoned Cabin is part of Exit the Game series. There's a whole line of these escape room puzzle uh, games for one to six players, or it says. One to four players on the box, but I'm sure in the manual actually said one to six. And you're just given sort of decks of cards and a sort of little storybook and a decoder ring. And away you go. You have to solve puzzles in order to escape this abandoned cabin. There's a few, thematically, there's a few different ones. I think there's a cabin, there's a, the cabin in the woods, the one that we played. But I think there's a lab, secret laboratory and haunted mansion, that sort of uh, themes going as well so did everyone have fun tonight yeah definitely uh as i've as i was saying earlier i've actually done an escape room myself but i thought this was actually a, a pretty good a real life one where yeah i was locked away for several days and managed to break free exactly yeah but i thought this was a pretty pretty accurate passed down version of what we actually went through Plus, I didn't have to run around a room in the dark. It is slightly better. Um, but I found the puzzles really intriguing. It was it was really difficult, really challenging. So it was no breeze. I think we came in right on time, didn't we? Yeah. The estimated time. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good version. I'd be quite happy to do another one. It reminded me a lot of the room on the iPad, um, which is the digital version of basically exactly this. Yeah. So you're in a room and you have to escape. Ah. You can solve all the different puzzles and that, and it's uh, it's proper head-breaking, lateral thinking puzzles where you think it's going one way and it like rug pulls you and wrong foots you and all yeah. you realise you're going completely down the wrong path. Uh, and some of them are... Uh, fiendishly deceptively simple yeah uh, and some of them are actually you're not going to get it you know it's like crazy complex and uh, so this meets the same sort of standard really I think some of them we breezed through didn't we tonight yeah and then others were just like uh, full stop and then you're stuck in <laughs> trying to wrap your head around where you're going wrong um, and yeah, so they're very cleverly put together, I think. Yeah, the um, the game's really um, really smart on the way it's being put together. And like you're saying, some of the puzzles, uh, the, the mechanics behind them kind of keep shifting. So when you think you've worked out what the designers had in mind, um, the way they've approached a particular puzzle, the way they've set it out, and you attempt to decipher it in the same way, and it just doesn't work. And then you have to try and go back to the beginning, reset your brain and work out if um, a new sort of strategy is in order, and usually it is. Um, we've come into the series at level 2.5 out of 5, so we're like middle of the road there in terms of difficulty. I think they do start at like half a degree of difficulty and go up to all the way to 5. And I don't know if, they run, if they're meant to run in a linear fashion, so you start at the easy ones and then move up to the harder ones, or whether you just kind of 
pick and choose depending on how you felt the last adventure went. But it's a really sort of um, affordable game. It didn't really cost a lot. I picked it up at UK Games Expo and I'd definitely buy another one. Just like we got a good about two and a half hours, two hours worth of um, head scratching out of this one. Yeah, it's worth pointing out once you've solved it, you've solved it. There's no. Oh, yeah, it's, no it's gone. Then. Yeah. Which is fine. Like you say, you get a good couple of hours of entertainment out of it. And if it's priced fairly, then that's all good. It's like the conversation we're having with uh, Jamie Stegmaier about the Time Stories games. And yeah, pound for pound, if you think four of us sat there and you all feel, or I felt like sometimes you sort of take the lead and help solve one and then other times you're relying on the rest of the gang to sort of, you know, pull their fingers out and, and solve them as well. And the teamwork is is good. You might think how the puzzle needs to be solved and then Sam actually solves it. So it is good the way that you work together. There's no specific rules about collaborating. You'll just chime in, don't you? That's exactly what it's like in real escape rooms as well. You end up, some people are off working on one clue and other people are looking for the next thing and that's exactly what, how it works out. We were just shouting out thoughts at one another, hoping some of it would stick in someone's head and go and put a few pieces yeah. together. But beyond that, I was like, half the time I was looking at cards going, I can see letters and numbers, but I don't know what they mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it so, goes back to that human instinct for pattern recognition and you're like, I think I'm, I think I'm onto something. No, I'm just going actually insane. <laughs> That's it, yeah. So it was interesting because um, sometimes you'd be scratching your head over a puzzle and really going deep in like, your logic behind it and your thought process. And then someone's just quietly solved it across the table and <laughs> taken the decoder ring, picked up the right cards and all of a sudden it's clicked open. And then other times you don't even really look at the puzzle but the answer just presents itself it's like being in a pub quiz you just when you know the answers you just know them yeah. and um, it's really satisfying to be the guy at the table it's just like yeah yeah okay i'm just gonna casually open this box in front of your very eyes you can choose tiers of clues to help you out which will reduce your sort of score level but they vary from just um a simple sentence clue to Right through to the full resolution, I think. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's three levels in the in the exit series. There's three levels of um, solution or clue. So the first level will just generally tell you what you need in order to solve it. So it'll tell you which riddles by name you need. So do you need riddles A, B and C in order to complete that particular riddle? And it'll also tell you like a really vague sort of clue. So it'll be like, oh, you know, you want to look in this particular direction. Clue number two, which we never actually looked at, would give you more of a defined answer towards like, you know, basically a much stronger clue, really push you in the right direction. And then if you need that third lifeline, it just gives you the solution. And then you can kind of move on from that. Because sometimes, um, I know from my experience playing games like Sherlock Holmes Consultant Detective, when you start to really grind your head against the brick wall and you you don't know where you're going it's great to have that solution so you can just resolve it and then just move forward to the game and start yeah, enjoying yourself again yeah because sometimes you can get really bogged down and like you get get tired with it and you can just it you don't want the game to stop being fun and that's a really just nice way of giving everyone the option to continue having fun yeah it's very cleverly built isn't it it's basically a couple of decks of cards one of them is the deck of riddles one of them is the deck of answers and then the other is the deck of clues that we talked about and each sort of chapter kind of thing gives you a bunch of components a bunch of cards or images or um word clues for you to resolve and the what do you call it the dial thing yeah it's like it, i think it refers to it in the manual as like the decoder ring decoder or, yeah decoder ring um, you sort of rotate it around depending on which colours and numbers and things that you've picked to try and solve the, riv the riddle. And if you get it wrong, 
the, you go for the card in the deck, but over it, it's only if, if you're right or wrong. And if you're wrong, it's just a big red X and like, you lose, you try again sort of thing. Um, but if you do solve it, it's quite clever. It's got a little, I don't want to give too much away, but it, it gives you like a key. It's like an index, isn't it? Index. Yeah, and that'll push you towards a new riddle. Oh, or an, yeah, so the way it's it's really you're nice. Unlocking, like physically, you're unlocking the next sort of component level. That, that's it, yeah. But the way that the answer deck's been put together, it there's also there's like a layer of ve a veiled layer. So when you think you've resolved it, you'll look up. So you'll come up with a number on the decoder ring. It might be 19. You'll look up answer 19. And like Tristan's saying, it'll be a red X or it'll be this index. And because you found the index, it doesn't necessarily mean you're right. So we say you're trying to look for a lock that will open up a safe. Then you'll look up the safe and they'll say, go to answer number 25. And then they'll go there. And it could be a red X still. Yeah, yeah. Or it might be right and it might give you more riddles. Yeah. But it just stops you from kind of accidentally looking at a result or just trying to game it really by just mush, poop, move the decoder ring through all its various functions and hope to try and get lucky. It's a clever way to sort of hide quite a complex array of options and solutions. Quite a small deck of cards. Those indexes really sort of open out the variation. Yeah, and they give you a lot of um, like interactivity as well. So after we did a few clues, I started just passing people the answer cards and letting them reveal it, just to give everyone a sense of like you know like the novelty of turn the card over yeah. and see, see how badly we're doing. Yeah, yeah it's no. The story is well. It's quite sinister, isn't it? You're captured in this abandoned cabin by, and it doesn't really go too deeply into that, but it's just a nice sort of setting to establish. It again reminds me of the Room games, which had that. Oh, there's some lore under here. There's some weird, you know, yeah. storyline going on. Thematically, it's solid. I mean, it's all the with the puzzles. When you work through the manual, you'll get like little clues as to what the cabin looks like. You'll get little stories told to you, and it all just feels like you are trapped in the cabin in the woods. Like Sam was saying, it does feel like you're in an escape room scenario, and it doesn't really break that too often. So yeah, it's 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 a nice it's a nice little world that they've built. Really, it's a nice a puzzle puzzle game. Yeah, the components are nice quality, the, the pictures that you have to scan through endlessly. <laughs> That's it, yeah. They're nicely done. That works really nice, and the box is well put together. Um, the components aren't so well-crafted that you'd feel really bad for like spending, I think it was about £10 on the game, yeah. and then it's like, oh, I'm going to throw this away now, I'll give it away. We did try to keep it all intact, though, didn't we, so they'd be gifted on and used, which uh, you can do. I think in some instances it might behoove us to just rip things up and like tear components apart faster, but we, with, with care, certainly <laughs> with the abandoned cabin at least, I think you can reuse yeah, I think we could. Um, I could pass this on to like my sister and a boyfriend, or could um, like I don't. I don't think I'd want to sell it on eBay. I don't think I'd be able to square that with my conscience. But I could give it to a friend at work, and they'd have a perfectly decent, nice um, entertainment out of it. Definitely. Find somebody who's got a different escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, one of the Facebook forums, I'm sure, uh, about six months ago, they were talk They were discussing about pooling resources, and one person would buy one edition and then send it on to the next member of the group and they'd buy the other edition and send it back and everyone's yeah, constantly swapping. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not too expensive, but again, it's like it's a nice way of like recycling the game because no one really wants to waste components. Exactly, yeah. Legacy game, one-shot legacy. <laughs> That's it, but it's bringing more casual gamers into the market, I suppose. Yeah. It's definitely the polar opposite of the end of the like gameplay that we started the night with. 
going from Escape the Dark Castle to <laughs> Escape the Abandoned Cabin. <laughs> One where you roll dice and don't really think to another where there's no dice and all you do is it's think. Rack your brain. <laughs> what do you think, Sam? I think we should play them in a different order. <laughs> Should use the brain racking one while we're still awake <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just roll dice later uh, I really enjoyed it and I'd look forward to it playing another one and it's also sort of reinvigorated my uh, desire to go out and do another escape room I really enjoyed it way more than I sort of anticipated doing yeah it was one of those where I was like okay you know let's indulge Lecky's game that doesn't have <laughs> goblins or dice in and give it a go and actually it is very rewarding challenging good fun experience yeah i agree with that sorry yeah um i was expecting the novelty to kind of wear off probably a bit quicker with our group just because we're like we used to playing games and thought oh maybe the, the shine might kind of wear off and we might just start to just get a bit bored of it but no it kept our attention there was probably about two or three times in the game where we started to lull because we just couldn't really get any further but then we got past it quite quickly especially when we found out that um not all the components were looked at too properly well, <laughs> oh careful careful now um so yeah if, if you do end up playing one of these games just um just make sure that you maul everything you come into contact with <laughs> so have the optimal gameplay experience so any any anything to add based on that, that we're probably going to get accused of being shills because we never slide games off so uh, should we should we deliberately say bad things about it even though we don't mean it Okay then. What was the worst part? What, what what about this game did you not enjoy in the tip sort of objectivity? Sam playing. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that too much. You know what? There, <laughs> there, there doesn't always have to be a, a downside, does there? That's one of the things that can irritate me about watching reviews when people have to crowbar in. Well, you know, I've said lots of good things about this now, so I better say all the negative things. My my only criticism would be that the the game designers have done a brilliant job writing the rules for it. They've written a rule set that doesn't give anything away. You read a tiny little pamphlet before you open the actual game booklet. Um, but on the other side of that, because everything's so brief and to the point and concise, it doesn't give you the best idea of what you're meant to expect after each riddle. So we found that... Well, it, it yeah, it gives you an example riddle, but then it doesn't necess- it it doesn't go on to say this is what you might see afterwards. So it gives you it basically it shows you what the first riddle looks like on the game card. Then it shows you what the first index will look like and what it'll look like if it's right or wrong, and it, in a sort of description. But there was a couple of times during our play, and it's probably the first time we played this sort of game, that. We weren't too sure if we had everything that we needed, yeah, and we had to, to. Yeah, I think that's yeah probably an experience with that type of game, you know, and and thinking we miss something or just yeah. not being able to solve the clue fast enough. It could be, yeah. We'd be better armed, you know, if we do play another of these, whatever difficulty level it's at, we know then, um, we, we don't want to get clues because they count against you. Yes, you know that everything's solvable. You just have to really, really. That's it, yeah. Sometimes you just have to kind of move, yeah, just kind of forget about the way that you've been trying to solve the riddle and then move at it in a different direction. But there's very little to complain about this game. I mean, price point's pretty much perfect. From my understanding point of view, the price is brilliant, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally going to probably Amazon it tomorrow and then we'll get get one in. It's a great game to have in the reserve games list for like nights like tonight where um, the whole group doesn't turn up and we can just like throw some out that we can play once. We don't have to worry about anyone missing out on experience. We don't have to worry about like trying to keep up with legacy or anything like that. And we've got something to talk about that isn't Scythe. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's just 
we can always talk about Saif. <laughs> but and well, you've um, you just shared the other day, didn't you, about the clip second edition? Whoa! What are you going to do with all that money you spent on the clips edition one? Well, obviously, the first edition I now have to completely throw in the bin and never use again. Um, Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one of you guys is going to have that because I'm hanging on to my first edition for dear life. I love it. Yeah, good good cause as well. Good cause. So then, moving back to Exit the Game, the Abandoned Cabin. Like Sam was saying, really, if you really enjoy escape rooms, I definitely recommend picking this up. If you've not played an escape room, but you love like logic puzzles, just puzzles in general, and you after a different game to bring out with your mates, that it's not an obvious board game. You can all enjoy it around a table then this is just a great purchase, really. I can't really... I've, I've tried I've tried to slack it off, uh, and it's practically it, impossible. It seems like if you if there was a way to market it to non-gamers, this would be the perfect game for non-gamers because there's no yeah. there's no barrier to entry. Into every, anybody who comes at this, you're not going to have an advantage if you've played you know, tons of games for years and years. Um, you're not going to have more of an advantage than someone who's just coming to it completely. Like if my mum and dad played it, yeah, you know, they'd be on the same sort of entry level of like what the heck's going on and how to solve this. So in that respect, you know, it would really open up. And I don't know how well it's done commercially. I imagine it's done really well. It had a, they had a massive stand at Essen, and they had an exit Essen game or promo yeah. game as well. So I think it's probably done really well. I think with this actual particular line of games, I'm not sure exactly how well it's done commercially, but just the sheer fact that there's loads of games called escape exit get away from this as fast as you can <laughs> and they're all like puzzle adventure games like escape room sort of you know scenarios but in a box there was an absolutely massive one that had about 10 different adventures in so that might that could be a purchase as well for in the line unlock or something. It, i think it is yeah unlock and it's about 30 pounds 40 pounds but it had it was more like sherlock holmes it had multiple adventures in there that you worked through and i could just keep you know, chewing these up, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that at the time and I wasn't interested, but having played this now, I'd definitely mm. be... It would pique my... <laughs> that's it, revisit it. Yeah, so um, so there you go. That's Exit the Game, the Abandoned Cabin. There's plenty more games to choose from, from this particular line. And then, like we are saying, there's loads more in this particular genre of game as well. So, well worth diving in. If you've got your own experiences with the game or games like it, then please let us know on the hashtag board list Facebook page or to get involved in the comments on SoundCloud or iTunes. Thanks very much. We'll be back next week. With zombies and dice. It'll be a dungeon crawler of some description <laughs> with miniatures. Thanks very much for joining us. Take care. Bye-bye.